to Sister Sharpens Sister. We are three sisters who get together and chit-chat about one thing and then another. We do tend to focus a little bit on health, fitness, nutrition, and that type of thing, but you never know what we're going to pull out of our hat and talk about. My name is uh, Delina, and I'm joined by my sisters, Karen and Shalon. Today, we're trying to figure out whether or not we fit the definition of healthy. So let's start with a definition of healthy. When I was thinking, you know, what does healthy look like? I thought, you know what, that's a, uh, that's a title that several people have used in articles and blog posts and stuff like that. So I thought, what if I titled this, do I meet the criteria of healthy? What would that look like? Well, so, so what is healthy? I mean, I've got some definitions here. Well, I didn't, I don't, I don't, let me look at my notes here. I mean, I got all kinds of notes. I always have all kinds of notes. <laughs> what is healthy to you, Shalon? Um, healthy to me is individualized. I don't think that everyone can fit under one parameter set by one thing because we're all different. We all have different bodies, different natural shapes, different sizes. And, you know, somebody can be 15 pounds heavier than me, but still be quite healthy. So I don't think that weight is necessarily a, um, an absolute defining factor of health, even though it should be considered. But like I said, I think it's so individual. I agree yeah. with that. I, I didn't really look it up, but I, I do. I did make some notes. Is that to me, health has to be unique, like Shalon said. But you have to not only look at the big picture, but you also have to look at each individual part of the picture at the same time. Because blood work is very important, but you can't just look at the blood work. Your That's weight true. is important, but you can't just look at the weight. You know, you can't just look at one thing, but yet you do have to look at several different things and how they how they're put together and to define healthy is still different for everybody because technically I am not a healthy person I'm a type 1 diabetic I have chronic lymphocytic leukemia I have way too many pounds on me right now I am not a healthy person what's your blood work look like my blood work registers healthy yeah (laughs) okay but but the thing is though is that technically I'm not quote-unquote healthy but am I healthy for someone who has type 1 diabetes, for someone who has chronic lymphocytic leukemia, for somebody who, who is carrying extra pounds right now, or is my blood work okay? Am I getting more active now after my knee surgery? And I am, so I'm slowly working into it. So it's not just one size fits all. That's not what it is. Yeah. Y'all, y'all get that pun, right? One size fits all? Yes. <laughs> Well, I went and looked up healthy. You know, according to Google, healthy is in good health, not diseased, indicative of, conducive to, or promoting good health. And then I went to medicalnewstoday.com and got health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being and is not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. And then OxfordLearnersDictionaries.com said that healthy is having good health and not likely to become sick. And now they are starting to recognize five parameters of health. You've got physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I noticed that that one didn't mention spiritual, but they said social. Yeah, and a a PubMed article on NIH.gov, let's see, this article is titled, Four Researchers on Obesity, Historical Review of Extra Body Weight Definitions. 
And they said that overweight and obesity are nutritional related disorders. And then it went on to say that in 1980, the USDA and the U.S. Department of Health, Education and Welfare published the first edition of Nutritional Dietary Guidelines for Americans. Recommendations for dietary guidelines for Americans have come under greater scrutiny because, and I do not use this next term to be mean, but social justice warriors, people who are online, who actually take the time and delve into research from other countries and compare it to what we're doing here in the United States and looking at the health of other countries compared to the health of those here in the United States. The, the term now is the standard American diet. Mm -hmm. And the shorter version of that is the sad diet mm -hmm. <laughs> because of how sad it actually is. Yes. But that's, that's health in a nutshell. So now let's get into BMI. When I was doing a little bit of research on this, it blew my mind. This very first thing invented yeah. in the 1830s, 1830s. Yep. I found the same thing. It was a Belgian guy. He was a statistician. He was a statistician, a sociologist, an astronomer, and a mathematician. He was looking for the average man. None of that has anything to do with health. I mean, none of his careers or his fields of study has anything to do with medicine or, or food or, or anything like that. So, Right. And height and weight charts for children, according to cdc.gov, got started in 1977. They set out a, a growth chart that was developed by the National Center for Health Statistics as a tool to determine if a child was growing and developing adequately. I don't know what their definition of adequately is, though. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that. I have mm -hmm. come up against those charts with one of my children. I did with my youngest for the longest time, but you know, she was born premature. She was only four pounds. That's a completely, I mean, that should be completely different. She, she was always in the lowest percentile. Yeah. Just over the edge of quote unquote healthy, mm -hmm. like a step over the edge until she was in like the fifth grade. Yeah. You know, and you're having the same thing with your youngest. Well, I used to, but she used to be quite low in the percentile. She used to be, um, well, she started off not low about, I don't know, three months old. She started hitting into the 10th or 15th percentile. And my pediatrician started throwing around the term failure to thrive. And I'm like, what the frick is that? Mm -hmm. I mean, the kid nurses like mad. She's very <laughs> active. She's very happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at her and she just smile at you. <laughs> it's just, it was the stupidest thing ever. And I cannot <laughs> believe how ignorant I was as, as a, well, I wasn't a new mother with her, but just to that experience of this doctor who, honestly, I don't think they knew what they were talking about. No, yeah. no, your, your oldest though, she was, um, she was on the higher part. Cause I remember when, um, she was like two years old or something and she had a, a male cousin of hers who was, was she, maybe, two? huh? Was she two or was it when she was older? It might've been when she was three or four. I, I don't remember now, but it, it was when she was still very young, mm -hmm. but she was considerably taller and bigger than the boy. She is still taller mm -hmm. than that boy cousin who is the, <laughs> who is actually older than she is. Right. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking he was a little bit older than her. 
Mm-hmm. She was born in <laughs> August, and mm-hmm. she was born in May the next year. You can tell they're cousins, but uh, yeah, she is definitely heavier and taller than he is. Well, she's healthy. She gets up and exercises with you in the mornings. No, yeah. <laughs> she runs a 5K, and she actually gets a ribbon for it. And I don't <laughs> win a participation ribbon either. She actually placed. That was the first time that she placed, yeah. Yeah, and it was a medal. She got a medal. Yeah, a medal. Yeah, that's it. Yes, a medal. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. She's definitely, she's solid. Mm-hmm. She's, she's all muscle, you know. So she's heavier than what she might seem because she is all muscle. Yeah, I yes, mean, I, I can, being a nurse, I can understand wanting to have the growth charts. But I also think that you have to take into consideration your demographic. Mm-hmm. Because take... West Virginia, Southern West Virginia, where I am compared to where you are, Shalon, in Southern Florida. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the demographics of the adults, you've got, well, your, your population is older than ours is, but your population is not as overweight as Southern West Virginia is. Their health is not as bad as Southern West Virginia is. So you have healthier people there. So trying to take a newborn that is on a standardized chart for the entire country, you know, she may end up on the lower end of Mm -hmm. the healthy percentile. Whereas babies born here in Southern West Virginia are eight, nine, and 10 pounds. They're going to hit that higher end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was. She just wasn't gaining weight. And she is just, she's just a little thing. And that is just her. And the doctor finally admitted that when she was like a year old. I'm like, well, you think, I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Well, her dad is very slim too and always has been. Well, I was quite slim until I started having my period and then I, oh, heck. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Hormones. So she's, she's getting a hit from you and her dad then. Well, right. I mean, you know, Aunt Judy's nickname for me was fat girl because I was anything but. Yeah. So. Going on from children to adults, the height and weight charts started being used by insurance companies in 1942 and 1943. Metropolitan height and weight tables were created based on the work of two men whose names were Dublin and Lotha, and they became the national standards for ideal body weight. Mm. And so the average man. Yeah. No mention of a woman or no, a teenager. They did do uh, averages did for women, but okay. the participants were mixed together. And they had more men than they did women. You know, and that's something that I've always been a little bit confused about because looking something up, and it may have been for this research, I don't rem- remember now, but as far as I know, the population density, there are more women than men. So should there not be more women in these studies than men? Yes, preach, girl. You're preaching to the choir. So, I mean, to make it accurate to the demographics of, of the world, not just the U.S., but the world, there are more women than men. So there should be more women in the studies than men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but women didn't really become their own separate entities until the early 20th century. Oh, honey, I know when me and you, me and Karen were little girls, um, we were alive at a time when, depending on where you lived and how much money you had, if you were a woman, you couldn't even open your own bank account unless a man signed with you. Yes. One of our aunts that tried to go to the Bank of Mullins and open up a savings account and they wouldn't do it because her husband wasn't with her. Well, you know, I, I think I remember members having a little bit of issues where she had divorced from her husband yes. and everything. Yeah. Oh, Didn't dad yeah. help her? Dad Didn't dad go and sign papers? Yes. I mean, yeah. what kind of BS is that? Because women didn't know how to handle money. 
Oh. This is Back Hills, West Virginia, too. Well, well I was it was, it was in other states as well. It wasn't it was just all over southern West Virginia. It was yes. the United States. Yes. Now, there, oh. there may have been some cities that were more progressive that would have let women do it. Or if a woman was extremely wealthy, they probably would have let her do it. But mm. overall, all over the United States, that's how it was. Yes. This is the 1970s, for crying out loud. Healthline.com, getting back to BMI, and straight from the mouth of my husband, and for anybody listening that does not know, my husband is a licensed and registered dietitian. He is a certified diabetes educator and works full-time for one of the premier endocrinologists in the southern part of my state. His exact words when I said, tell me what you think about BMI. He said, it is a bullshit standard. <laughs> so coming from that knowing that bmi is basically trash healthline.com says the higher bmi the greater chance of developing certain serious conditions such as heart disease high blood pressure and diabetes and conversely lower bmi has concern because underweight individuals can have loss of bone mass decreased immune function and anemia and that's just to name a few of the things that can happen if you are overweight or underweight right and that brings in some uh thing i found on, on a website uh let me see endocrineweb.com and they said bmi doesn't take into account a host of health factors including muscle mass eating disorders smoking and there's a whole list of them. I'm not going to name them, but I'll share that web link with you, Karen, so you can share it. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. It, it, it doesn't measure uh, bone density either. No, it also doesn't measure your race. Exactly. And that was one of the things that Arnie mentioned. He said, BMI has, there's no, um, there's no leeway for race, age, gender, demographic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he said it. it and other things too, because what if a person... Happens, just happens to have bones that are more dense than the average person. When our two sons joined the service, they use body mass index as an indicator of whether or not you are fit for service in the military. Mm -hmm. Starting April the 1st of 2023, so just a month ago, the BOMI criteria has changed for the Air Force because the previous requirement of 20% for males and 28% for women was too strict and they had a lot of people who were healthy other otherwise i'm doing air quotes healthy otherwise except for their weight mm -hmm. so they have risen the male body mass index to 26 percent and females 36 percent to allow for uh, new recruitment the army has done the same thing this was in july of 2022 it said in August, they were set to launch two pilot programs at Fort Jackson in South Carolina that they were going to uh, make adjustments to the BOMI requirements. So even the U.S. military is coming down and saying, listen, <laughs> BOMI is not really the sole indicator of whether or not you are healthy. No. When, when our two sons joined, our older son, tall, slim, he was really what you would consider, quote unquote, beanpole, using terminology that yeah. me and Didi used to hear a lot. I mean, he hit BMI, no problem. But our younger son was a little bit overweight, according to the BMI. He's six foot tall and he weighed 215, I think, when he went in for his intake. And they told him, says, you got to be below 200 pounds. So he worked his ass off to get to 199. And he looked, I thought, I thought he looked sick because he is just yeah. naturally 
I think the term is endomorphic, where he's just got a yeah. large body. He's he's yeah, very back, muscular. Back in the old days, yeah, when the, and back in the old days, when me and Karen were kids, they called him thick. You're just yeah. naturally thick. You're not unhealthy. <laughs> You're just thick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. And the uh, recruiter that we talked to, he was saying, you know, they are looking into changing the requirements for BMI, but it's going to be a few years. Of course, when they when they joined, this was like six years ago. Has it been that long? It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said they were looking into making changes and all those changes weren't implemented until April of this year. He was talking about, listen, I've got CrossFitters coming in, guys who are 5'8 and weigh mm -hmm. 200 pounds. But if, when you look at them, you know they could lift a Jeep off of somebody if there was an accident, mm -hmm. but they can't get in because they're technically overweight. Yeah. It's just so, amazing. Something too is that BMI was initially put in for a measurement of a mass of people, not an individual person. Yeah, I've heard that. But I read that a long time ago that, that it's not meant to be measurement of, a, of an individual well, that would make sense if that one guy who came up with it was a statistics guy, then he would be well, yeah, looking yeah, at a bunch exactly, of yeah. mm -hmm. Now, there are BMI calculators, and I will link to them from the CDC, and they have two of them. They have one for ages 2 through 19, and then they have one for adults. And all you do is you go in, you enter your height in feet and inches, and then your weight in pounds, and it will give you your BMI and tell you where you are. I would like to see, now we talked about this in one of the episodes that we just recorded, the DEXA scan. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see that used more to determine a person's health as far as the mass of the body. Yeah. Instead of your actual weight. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I've said this before too, I've said it many times, is that your weight is, it. it's not going to be consistent. Oh, because, no, especially for women. Yes. Well, what, 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 what I'm meaning is, what what did you say? We both said, especially if you're a woman. <laughs> well, well, okay, yeah, I, I understand it, and I agree with you. And I forget exactly where on earth, but there are certain places on earth where the gravitational pull is not as strong as it is in others. Guess what? You're not going to weigh as much there as you do somewhere else. I need oh, to move there. there. Can you find that place for me? <laughs> <laughs> and this is also true for the moon and for Mars. You put us on there, your weight is not going to be the same. Yeah. So what is more important is your body, what your body's made of, yes. not your weight. I so. agree. Uh, body mass index puts me at obese. I'm at 39.4%. I have a lot of muscle. Yeah. Most of my go. weight is in my abdomen. <laughs> you can tell you have a lot of muscle because of the amount of weight that you can lift. Well, I, I, I mean, well, I mean, if, if you don't have enough muscle, you're not gonna be able to lift the weight you lift. That's true. I mean, look at how strong the, the power lifters and the strongmen are of the world. They're not, and they're big, you know, they are they're big. Not, it's not about aesthetics for them. You know, it's not about the way they look. It's about their performance. Mm -hmm. There's some commercial that I see when we watch um, some of the shows that we watch on like Amazon, it's free with ads. Mm -hmm. And there's one commercial, I can't, is it like a makeup commercial? Maybe this tells you how much I pay attention to commercials. Anyway, it's showing a random array of, yeah, it's makeup, random array of people. And it shows a female, I am sure she is a competitive weightlifter. She's a tall, she's overweight, she's shaped like a, an apple, but this woman is lifting heavy. Mm -hmm. Look at yeah. that one woman that we share back and forth. 
Yeah, I think that's who it is. 700 pounds. My gosh. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. When I when I lived in Florida and I went to the gym all the time, occasionally I would see some female firefighters come in. Ah. Girl, they mm. looked like East German powerlifters. <laughs> okay. And I am not kidding you. They were tall, they were big, and they lifted as much or more than the men. But yeah. they were cardio fit because they did cardio. They were fit. If one of those women came to rescue me from a burning building, I have no doubt they could lift me and carry me even at my weight right now. That's yeah. amazing. Okay, but they did not look like bodybuilders, and they weren't little skinny little Barbie dolls walking around either. Yeah. But I promise you, those women were healthy. I just saw something on Instagram. I was scrolling, and I forget what the voiceover was saying, something along the lines of, you know, why do you do this? Why do you feel like you need to do this? Women shouldn't be lifting heavy, some kind of bullshit like that. Anyway, and it shows this one woman, she's doing CrossFit, She's uh, doing battle ropes and she's lifting weights and then it, it cuts and it shows her in a mask and the overalls and the boots with the oxygen tank on. And mm -hmm. she is dragging some heavy, heavy weight because mm -hmm. she is a firefighter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard crazy stuff too about women, about um, somebody, this is years ago, I think I was in college and this person I knew, a female said her doctor told her not to do any type of physical activity where she was going to be jumping because all of the bad plaques in the heart are something about a woman's body is made smaller than a man's. So the bad plaques are bigger. So they'll stuff up the heart worse. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. If a woman's body is made smaller, would not those plaques also be made smaller too? Yeah, that's what makes sense. <laughs> so I'm like, that's, that's BS. You need to get another doctor. What a crack. I know. Wow. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, like you? for me with <laughs> if mother here, she, she would say she would say, Don't be a pecker. <laughs> so yeah, something's pecking, tapping. <laughs> Our mother would say, Don't be a pecker. <laughs> that was me. Sorry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say is it's like, you know, I have, um, pelvic organ prolapse and a lot of people say, oh, well, you shouldn't be lifting things. You shouldn't be doing like squats and stuff like that. I mean, even my own husband is like, be careful or something's going to fall out. But the thing is that muscle is never going to get stronger if I don't load it. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't so, use it, you do lose it. Exactly. And it's like, why would I stop what I'm doing? Why would I stop trying to pick up my children? Why would I stop trying to, you know, squat heavy weights? I mean, that's yeah. just stupid. Mm -hmm. That's what that made me think of. And you're talking that woman, you know, not exercising her heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, not doing anything to where she would be jumping because it would dislodge it. And since they're big and a woman's body's made smaller and the valves are hard smaller the veins are smaller then these big plaques would clog it up faster and i'm like well that's absurd i mean if everything is small in a woman's body would not, those not also be smaller well apparently according to this doctor those plaques inside your arteries come one size apparently so <laughs> <laughs> that, that that is a one size fits all <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness Hey, thanks for joining us today on Sister Sharpen's Sister. 
Join us next week when we dive into something completely new. You can find us exclusively on Spotify and follow us over on Instagram at Sister Sharpen Sister. We hope you guys have a fantastic week.